All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Boston Three Party with me, TH, Cam Fillion, and Austin Dearborn. And uh, today we're going to talk about our seeding predictions for next year, top 10 uh, for East and West. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. We had a lot of some hot takes, but uh, we'll definitely have to see. Uh, this is definitely going to be a fun conversation for sure. All right, Sten, what's your, which we're going to start off with number with the first. We're going to go from one to 10. So, Sten, well. Sure. So uh, starting off with the East, I have the Heat at the one seed. Um, I mean, interesting. they were the one last year. I think they're going to still have a better record than the Celtics. I don't think that makes them better than the Celtics. I do think they're going to have a better record than the Celtics. Um, yeah, that's so I got TH. Um, I got the Celtics at one um, for next year. Uh we got a shaky uh, beginning start or, or beginning half of the first or beginning half of last year. Sorry. Um, and the heat didn't, uh, the heat actually were one of the best teams um, throughout the entire league at the beginning of the year last year. Um, so I just feel like now with the assets we, we've acquired with Brogdon and Gallinari. Um, and also, I mean, I, I, who I'm forgetting who, I think Rob was hurt at the beginning of the year uh, last year. Pretty sure he wasn't active um, or somebody got, forgetting who got hurt, but I know that somebody did get hurt, um, which I know that we're going to have everybody healthy, which would be nice. Um, well, knock on wood, but I do think the Celtics uh, with those additions and everyone being healthy, just going to be one more step ahead than, than the Heat will be, or in my opinion, and over the Bucks too. I know the Bucks, or I know a lot of people think the Bucks are going to be um, the one seed as well, but I, I, don't know. I just feel like the Celtics this year are going to take a yeah. but yeah. So well, you, you just mentioned you just mentioned the Bucks, so I'll hop in. I think it's interesting that we all have three different teams that we think are going to be the one seed, uh, which just shows like how competitive it is and how it can be like any team really. Well, yeah. any team to like the top three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do have the Bucks. I just think that Giannis is one of those players that just stays healthy. He's never really had an injury to hold him out. He plays most games. Um, I think Drew Holiday is going to do Drew Holiday things again. I think like they re-signed Portis. Uh, they still have a good like good bench. Um, and then Middleton, like yeah, he was injured in the playoffs, but again, he's another guy that we haven't really seen him get injured that often. So I think that was more of a freak thing rather than a he's an injury prone guy. And I I just do think the Bucks are like a, a regular season team. Uh, they perform on well the playoffs too, obviously, but kind of like the Heat, they're the that team that always is just like winning games. They never really take a night off. They all play super hard. Um, so yeah, I have the Bucks at one, and I'll quickly do my number two too, because like our top three or four probably we're all going to be talking probably about the similar, same teams. Yeah, yeah very but similar. I had the Celtics at two, and again, I think they're going to be a great team, and I think that a lot of people are going to have them at one. Um, the only reason I don't is because I wouldn't be surprised if they lose some guys to injury. Nothing major, hopefully, uh, knock on wood. But, like, I could see Tatum taking a few games off. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who we're all very excited about, is injury prone. So who knows if he misses a, a decent amount of time. Horford's getting up there in age. And I think they know that they're going to be the team to beat. So they're not going to want to, like, kind of exert themselves uh, throughout the regular season. So I think they're still going to be top. but. I think the Bucks might take the edge over them uh, because of that reason. So yeah, I I also had the Celtics at two. Um, I think for I mean similar reasons. Uh, Jalen Brown, 
I mean, not injury prone, but it seems like every month he's taken a game, two games off, hamstring, whatever it is. Um, I think, I don't know. I feel like two is just a safe spot for them. Like, obviously, like, I don't see them finishing outside of top three, and I really don't see them finishing at three. I mean, Mm -hmm. they should be hopefully riding the high and not being super down on themselves because, I mean, you lost to the Warriors. They're – just a super dominant team, but I just think it's, it's safe to put him at two and, you know, hopefully no one gets injured. And I just, I see him pretty much cleaning up most of the teams in the East, not super easily, but I just, there's just not a lot of teams that I see him losing to that often. No, not at all. I mean, I, I have the bucks at two, Um, you know, another thing with that, I don't really see them uh, also, Losing to many teams in the East, the only team I can see them losing to the Celtics um, on a couple spend or couple game basis. Uh, I just think that uh, the Bucks. I don't really have anything bad to say about them personally, or any like anything like that. But I just, I don't know. I just kind of think that the Celtics are a slightly better team than them, um, and I feel like just overall. I mean, obviously, you know, the the points with the Celtics are going to be the team to beat. Obviously. Eventually, towards the end of the season, if they do have a decent record, they're going to start pulling some of their players. They're not going to true. risk Tatum and stuff. So, you know, it's it's all up in the air in terms of that. But for me personally, I just feel like the Bucks at two just makes sense for me. But you know, and also, I mean, I'll hop in my three while I'm here. Um, for three, uh, I, I don't really, I wouldn't say this is a hot take, but I have the Sixers at three. Um, okay. The Sixers this year are going to be, I, I think are poised to have a really good season. Um, I think they could even be better than three seed. Um, I think that Harden will be a lot better. I think he'll be back in shape as well. I think all those posts and memes have kind of, you know, he sees those. I know he does. Um, So obviously that's not one thing that will just motivate him, but, you know, he's an NBA basketball player. He wants to win a championship. So, um, and also he, you know, Joel Embiid, He's a beast. He he could be an MVP this year. He's he's an MVP candidate just about every year. Um, and they had a PJ Tucker, which I wouldn't say is a crazy addition. He gets thirty drop on every night, but you know he's he's a good defender. Um, it's funny he is a good defender, but he still gets thirty drop on every night. But uh, I, I he's an annoying this. defender, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean he's like an amazing defender. But. No, he's just he's just annoying. But the, you know he yeah. he's a good. I'd say he's a good basketball player. Um, and he's yeah. he's a good vet. And I think that they kind of needed that with, you know, Harden's a vet, but he's not a vet that is will motivate. I, I, don't, I don't know. There was some things that needed to change. Um, I think they'll clean that up this offseason. So I have the Sixers at three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I also had the Sixers at three. Um, I I said it uh, in another podcast, but I think Joel Embiid is a pretty good chance at getting MVP this year. Um, and I think he – knocks a little bit of sense into Harden and he's just like, all right, buddy, like, what are you doing? Get your shit together. Get back like you were in Houston, you know, start playing like you're that guy again, making your shots, you know, not being lazy. Um, I think they have a pretty solid roster. I mean, I'm definitely biased. I like a couple of guys on that team more than guys on other teams. Um, But I think they're really solid. I think they have good defensive capabilities and then obviously having Embiid and Harden as your offensive threats like those are both I mean Harden I'd say more than Joel but three level yeah. scores probably going to average like 
a stupid amount of points if Harden's playing well. So true. Yeah. I just I think I think three is a good spot to have him. Yeah. yeah. I have uh the Sixers at four, actually. I'll quickly I mean I had the heat at three. Um and again, not much to say about them. I mean, they're just a team that wins. Eric Spoelstra has been there forever, and he's proven that he's one of the best coaches in the league and just knows how to win. So the Heat, I don't want to say they're like a boring team, but I just feel like they're always going to be there, so there's not really much to say about them. Uh, but I'll talk about the Sixers real quick as well. I have them at four, and I agree with you guys. I think three or four is like a good spot for them. Um, I do think Harden will end up playing better than he did uh, at the end of the last season and in the playoffs. Uh, I think that, um, like, maybe we'll see Maxi take a jump. You forget they have, like, Tobias Harris, who's still a, a pretty good player. Like, they're a deep team. And so, like, I could – like, I have them at four. If they're one or two seed, like, that wouldn't be out of the range of outcomes for me for them. And like we mentioned, Embiid is hungry for that MVP. And I think he's just going to go out there and try to, like, literally drop, like, 50 every night. And hopefully he stays on the court. Um, but, yeah. Sixers at four for me, but again, you can't go wrong with with uh, any spots higher than that. So, uh, I was going to mention also. I mean, the Sixers are a team known for shaking up uh, what their team looks like if they're not necessarily if they're over the hump, but they're not necessarily over the one mm-hmm. seed hump towards like the trade deadline. They'll make that splash, um, and I think personally that Tobias Harris is not going to be in the Sixers by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I just feel like. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not like a Tobias Harris hater, but I don't think he's that. He shouldn't be being paid that much money, personally. I yeah, don't think he's, he's kind of like a Hayward for the Celtics. We're like, we we're trying yeah. to, like, he's a good player, but we we're kind of trying to get rid of him just like yeah, because of contract exactly. reasons. Like, so. you, can, yeah. you can dump him, you can dump his contract, and you can get the. I mean, regard, I, I mean, obviously, I don't really have any predictions in my head, but the, the yeah. Sixers are, are, the Sixers are a team that are, you know, in the past historically have done that. So, um, yeah. you know, and I also, I also wanted to bring that up as my four, cause I had the heat, um, as yeah. my four, um, I was going to rank them higher if anything had happened with Donovan Mitchell. Cause I know that they're pretty big, uh, candidates in that aspect for getting him. Um, I know that Tyler hero kind of wants, he doesn't want out, but he wants to start. And I know that he's kind of upset being stuck on that six man role. I don't think that the heat will, honor him wanting to be a starter. I don't think he – I personally think Tal here is a very overrated player. I don't think he's – I don't think he could really start – I don't think he could start and play consistently against starting NBA point guards like Marcus Smart um, and, and shoot well and perform well like he does off the bench because, you know, off the bench – I mean, obviously, he can, he can come in when the starters are in for another team, but yeah. he's well, real, real probably playing against defenders, but – I was just going to say real quickly to that point, I wouldn't Tyler Hero be playing the two? And right now they have Max Struess at the two, which – Exactly. It's that, like, that's the thing. That's that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't think know that with why Donald, they're so like, loyal to Struess, but like – Yeah, my, my point is with like Tyler Hero complaining about that, and you know, he has a decently large contract uh, to be able to be moved. Um, and, you know, Donovan Mitchell also said he wants out, so that would work perfectly for a contending team. Um, and I, you know, it's kind of a no brainer if you're, or at least in my eyes, if you're the heat from the jazz, try and at least try to work something out, you know, the heat can overpay. We'll get like, you know, I think the heat should overpay for Donovan Mitchell for sure. If they're going to try to win a ring, but, um, you know, that's, I, I would rank the heat at three, but you know, heat's definitely solid for me at four. 
Oh, Stin. Stin, did you? You didn't. Did you had the Bucks at four, Stin, right? Yeah, I had I had the Bucks at four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I. I'm kind of. I just don't know how I feel about the Bucks because. They're just such. A, they're such a solid team, and Giannis is just such like an unstoppable player. But I just, for some reason, don't see them doing super well in the regular. I, I mean, obviously, they're going to do well. Like four seed is nothing to be uh, ashamed about. Um, and you know, maybe because some of the bottom teams I have here in the East, like still really quality teams, and. I feel like the Bucks aren't going to break like one or two in my opinion. So I feel like maybe they play a little bit into their matchup and they're like, all right, we're going to throw a couple games here, you know, rest up a couple of guys and, you know, just try and do like the best they can for their seating. Um, at the same time, I could see them being a one seed. Like I think any of these top four teams, Celtics, Heat, Sixers, Bucks, um, I think they're just a cut above the rest in the East. Yeah, they're all interchangeable. I think. Well, I mean, interchangeable, maybe, yeah, kind of. But I just I would say I would say interchangeable for the aspect of seating. I wouldn't necessarily say for playoff seating. Yeah, no, I think either, yeah, same thing. But like regular yeah. season standings, like, but like oh. I wouldn't put like I wouldn't confidently put the Celtics over, or I wouldn't put the 76ers over the Celtics in a seven game series. I wouldn't put yeah. the. I, I right. would put the Heat over the Bucks in a seven-game series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, that's yeah. Yeah. So I would agree with that. Yeah. These top four are definitely kind of pretty interchangeable yeah. in the regular season, and then I think when it comes down to the you know playoffs, you get the series. It's like, all right, who's got the most talent? And I mean, that's a different discussion. But and I think we'll see the yeah, same thing with with the end of. I mean, we saw at the end of this regular season or um, the the battle for the top four seeds, or not even the battle. It was just the technical you know, just slight movements in the seating from winning one game, winning that final, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, I, I feel like that is going to happen again. Yeah. But even, I think would even that I would, I would be confident to say the top five seeds, honestly, I feel like that's, I wouldn't say interchangeable all those seeds, but I think that four to five, I think that that'll be something that will be something to watch for throughout the season or at least towards the end of the season to see how that works out. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and going with that, I mean, the Celtics, Bucks, and 76ers all finished 51 and 31 last year, and the Heat finished 53 and 29. So, and then, I mean, after that, there's there's a three-game um, difference in wins with the Raptors at fifth. But, I mean, like, those got – it's just – it's clear. Like, they're they're up there. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tori just said uh, top five teams might compete. So, well, actually, let's see, Tori, who do you have at five? Because I feel like this is where it starts to get a little bit different for all of us. Yeah, no, I have the Hawks at five, and um, okay. that's why I was saying um, the – I think that four and five can be interchangeable uh, just because the Hawks, I feel like adding DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray, in my opinion, is a very good player. Just overall, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as to say, you know, he's a – I think he's a good defender. I think he gets a little bit of – overhype in terms of him being like a lockup clamp defender you know i think he just is a very smart defender uh, and he's a very smart basketball player and i think his iq is through the roof um and i think with uh, the combination of that you know him being i think he's around six six or six seven he's a big he's a tall he's gonna be a tall guard, guard. yeah that's gonna make up for you know the lack of size of the backcourt in that the atlanta has had for 
a while. I just feel like the, the combination of him with Trey, you know, we already know Trey is going to score a good amount of points, you know, whether that be from threes, you know, driving the button, he's going to do something to score. Um, and I just feel like he, the, you know, also John Collins, Clint Capella, and, you know, wh- whatever role player they have stuck in that, uh, that, that fifth guy, whoever that's going to be, I just feel like them being, or that honestly, the addition of Dejounte Murray, in my opinion, is going to elevate them over from what they've been like an eight seed to a, to a five seed. So, okay, I'll be talking about the Hawks soon, but at my number five, I have the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls, I think they finished at six maybe this past year, and you got to remember they didn't have Lonzo Ball the whole year, so they're running a whole entire year without a point guard. Or I think Lonzo played a little bit, but he missed basically most of the year. So um, I think one of us said it last pod about most improved player, like Lonzo might be in the running for that. And I do think Lonzo is a great player. And I think he molds well with Levine and DeRozan. Um, I think we may see DeRozan take a little bit of a hit to his stats. Like I don't think he's going to average like 28 again, but I think Levine's going to be solid. They still have Vooch. Um, I think they're just all around a solid team. Can't forget Alex Caruso. Um, so I think, yeah, like I think they have potential to be better than they were last year and they were a six seed. So I have them at five. I think they're a pretty good team. Uh, don't necessarily think they are like a contender, although I think any team that we mentioned from here on out probably isn't going to be. Um, but yeah, I have the Bulls at five. So yeah, similarly, I had the Bulls at five. Um, I think Lonzo is. I think he's the the glue that team needs. Like, I think he just brings it completely all together. Um, I mean, his passing, in my opinion, is really underrated. Uh, I think he has some of the best court vision, not in the NBA, but I mean, like truly in like a really high quality level passer. Um, He finds the open guy. Uh, His shot percentage has been from three has been going up every year. I just I don't see them I don't see them finishing much lower than five or six, um, yeah. and actually the reason I say that is because my six is completely dependent on who stays. I think um, we have the same six though. Yeah, so I have I have the Nets at six, um, and I I mean I just don't know because if Durant and Kyrie are there and they're playing together and everything's working, they get Simmons back, and he ends up not being a bum, well, okay, now the Nets are a top three team in the East. Like, there's just undeniable talent there. But I think Steve Nash, as much as I love him, bum coach, dude, what are you doing? Like, really, like, you got to go out and get, like, a true head coach. I mean, I don't know what goes on in the locker room. I don't know what type of stuff they're drafting up, but I don't know. Joe, pretty sure Joe Harrison was out for a little bit of last season. I think he missed, like, basically the full season, so they get yeah. Harris back. I was going to say, you got him back. I mean, that's another sniper in the corner. Um, I They signed TJ Warren. It's – which it, Yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're, they were the hardest team for me to rank uh, going into this um, because there's so many what-ifs. Like, they are the what-if team of the East. Yeah. Um, and maybe in the league, honestly, right? Like – who knows? I think them and the yeah. Lakers are definitely uh, contending for that spot. True, but I just I feel like you can't like where their roster is now. Not who's injured, blah blah. Like just on paper, where their roster is now, I feel like you you really can't put them much lower than that. They have too much talent. So, 
Yeah, I'll just quickly uh, make some points about that as well because we both have the Nets at six. I would just say that my ranking of the Nets at six is literally, like you said, just based off roster. And if you tell me that Durant, Simmons, Irving, Joe Harris, all those guys are there next season, they're all definitely playing together, and there would be no funny business from Kyrie, which at this point we can't guarantee that. Like <laughs> I like you said, they're a potential top three team, but – just with all the question marks right now, I have to put them at six and that's the highest I can put them. But also I feel like that's like the lowest I can put them because of their potential. So. I don't even have them on my list. Oh, wow. I, I have a feeling that a uh, guaranteed one of one of between Katie and Kyrie aren't going to play at least half so, or full of the season. So, okay, so even, do you mean like on the team or do you just mean like. I see for me personally, even if. It's a team with just Irving or just Durant. I think they might be able to scrape a 10 seed. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know. I just... Especially just Durant. I think just Durant with that team could definitely be like an 8-9 seed. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, a lot of what-ifs. Yeah, they're they're a tough team to rank for sure. But, TH, who did you have at six? Uh, I have the Cavs. Cavs at six. Okay. Um, I just, I, you know, I feel like we were talking about before we were to, uh, the pod. Uh, they have a pretty deep roster. It's just, you know, I feel like not specifically the addition of like Larry Markin and stuff, but just overall, you know, Darius Garland, he's he's getting into his, uh, I wouldn't say prime, but he's starting to really understand how to be an elite point guard in this league. Um, especially he's, you know, I, I think last year he, he did a really good job um, just being a great ball handler getting the ball to his teammates. Um, I just feel like with the young guys too, uh, you know, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, uh, like they're also getting older. They're also getting more experience. Um, you know, I, I just feel like they'll take that one more step and end up being at least I, I, I believe, did they make the playoffs? I think, let me. They were playing team, but I think they lost, but they had some. Yeah, they were, they were nine. They were the nine seed. Uh, like I don't think they had Allen at the end of the year. I like the roster. I like the yeah. Cavs roster. Um, I I think they could work pretty well. I I didn't have them on mine, um, but I could definitely see them coming out, winning games, just getting like, especially some of the games that you know are, you know, kind of tighter with you know whoever's going to be in like the eight, nine, ten seed, like going out grinding. You know, I I could see them pulling through. I personally, I don't have them on my list, but if it if it happened, I could see him getting through and, and making the cut. Yeah. I'll quickly jump into my uh, seven. We can get started with our seven seeds. TH already talked about him a little bit, but I have the Hawks at seven. For me, it's more of I just want to see how they play together because I really don't know how to predict that right now. Um, and I think, too, for me, uh, I lost a lot of hope in Trey Young after this playoffs. Like, he honestly played terrible against the Heat, and I get it. The Heat are a very good defensive team. But to be a top-seeded team and to make it far in the playoffs, you need a guy that, even with playing good defensive teams, plays well. And Trey Young just got shut down. And, like, looking at my rankings, right, like, you have every team above the Hawks has, like, a guy, like a main guy that I think can carry a team. You have Giannis, you have Tatum, you have Butler, you have Embiid, even, like, DeRozan and Levine, possibly, like, a team with Durant. Like, all of those teams have their top-tier guy. I just don't think that Trey Young is 
in that level of top tier to where he can carry a team. Obviously, he has some help with DeJounte now, but I just don't think that's enough uh, to compete with these these star-powered teams. So I have him at seven, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I um, I took the Raptors at seven. Okay. Um, I feel like as much as I don't like them, every year they scrap and grind and somehow end up like doing way better than I thought they would. Um, a couple of younger guys there. I don't know. I just, the teams I have them over are just so that, so I have them over a couple of younger teams. Um, I just, with the veteran help, I just don't see them being much lower than that. And I mean, they're a good team, but, and they have, you know, some solid talent, but, I don't see him making it much further than like first round of playoffs, especially yeah. if they're going to fall somewhere in like six, seven, eight. Now you're playing like heat Celtics, you got the bucks. I think they match up terribly against the 76ers. Yeah, no, so, I think they get picked apart against a lot of the uh, top seeded teams. Well, you know, actually, I, I, I also mean, have the Raptors at seven as well, but I don't yeah. think most of them, but I think that just, they don't match up with the top three teams in the East. Well, yeah. Like I don't, I mean, they don't really have anybody to, I don't know. I, there's there, you can, you can obviously pick apart way too much, but I, I just, they, they don't have that firepower that they used to, to be able to, they don't have Kawhi Leonard anymore. Basically. Yeah. He's they not don't have DeMar. Like, it's like, yeah. obviously going way, way back, but they don't have those. They don't have that gap. They have huh? like Pascal Siakam. Fred Van Vliet, um, rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, like he'll be Scotty decent. Bar- I mean, Scotty Barnes is good. Don't get me wrong. And an OB. Who knows? Like, no- like maybe Scotty Barnes goes crazy this year and like dominates. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is I that guy think, for them? So I think they're just a team full of like not elite players, but just very good players. But like, yeah. unfortunately, I don't think that brings you to like that that tier. Yeah. You know, and they have a and chance. Saying, oh, what were you gonna say, Th? No, no, no I'm just saying like like with the young guys, they might have a chance to like down in the close in the future, but I just don't think yet that they have that. Um, I was going to say with the Raptors, not that a lot of teams don't, but I feel like super live and die by three, like nights where they're on and they're hitting Siakam's pulling like, damn, like, okay, these guys are just going to shoot you out and it's just, you're just going to have to deal with it, which I guess could happen with any team. But I feel like in a lot of the games last season that I watched, like when the Raptors were on, they just looked unstoppable. Like, yeah. So kind of a live and die by three team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's disrespectful to put them where they are. I think, I think both conferences are the, the upper parts of the conference are pretty loaded. Like the players there are just like yeah. super stacked, like oh, not super team level, but like really high quality. So I, I don't think it's disrespect on the Raptors, but. I, I also just, I don't know, definitely middle of the pack team. Yeah. I'll yeah. quickly uh, quickly go over my eight seed. I have the Cavs at the eight seed. I think they have a lot of young talent. Uh, they got possibly Colin Sexton coming back. I don't know. But obviously, Darius Garland and Jared Allen coming off two all-star seasons. Uh, they still got Kevin Love as the veteran there. Uh, Karis LeVert, who kind of gets forgotten a little bit, but is very underrated. Um, and then they have Emmett Mobley, who is a great rookie, possibly rookie of the year. Like he was second for a lot of people for that award. So 
I just think they have a ton of talent. I think they're very deep, but like we've just been saying, I think that's the theme with all of these teams that are kind of past the five, six tier is they just don't have enough firepower at that top, top level, like the top tier guys. So they can compete and, you know, they might make some noise, but yeah, I have the Cavs at eight and there's not really, I feel like there's not really much to say uh, about them. So. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with like the whole, uh, Below the six is, you know, definitely like younger teams that don't haven't really proven themselves fully yet. But if they, I mean, I would say if they had, if some some of those teams had one more piece, one more, you know, elite proven score, they could definitely be a high seed. But uh, you know, I have the Bulls at eight. That might be a little bit of a hot take, but I just don't really think the Bulls will be um, as good. Or I mean. I think they're pretty bad uh, in the playoffs. Um, I know that obviously regular season is different, but I just don't think that overall as a team still, I mean, I, adding Alonzo, I don't really think that's going to do a crazy amount. If anything, you know, he's obviously a good playmaker, but I still feel like it's going to clog up some things scoring. Um, you know, he's, he's going to want his buckets. People are going to want their buckets. Um, it's just going to be a whole mess in my opinion. Um, and I obviously, I also don't think there's really good coaching there either. Um, okay. I'm kind of That's forgetting fair. the head coach, but I just, I don't really see or hear anything. I mean, it's, I don't know if that's a, that's, that's a biased Celtics man opinion, but I don't really see or hear anything about the Bulls head coach or is it, how, is it Billy Donovan still? I honestly don't even know. I don't even exactly. Like, I, I just don't, I don't really think that they're <laughs> going fair. to be as, as, uh, promising as a lot of people expect them to be um but you know i just yeah i think they'll probably end up being a low seed maybe maybe seven or six seed but eight for me yeah yeah i mean with all these teams you have to have some like a team that that gets out uh as like kind of a hot take so Mm -hmm. i could see that happening yeah so i got uh i'm rolling with the hawks at eight um Mm. i think it was cam you might have said it earlier the they're just missing that one guy yeah. like Murray. I, I don't know if I love, if I want to say great addition, because I feel like him and Trey are going to, I don't know if they're going to be like a Dame and CJ type matchup, or if they're just going to be two guards that kind of want to be ball dominant. Um, but uh, I do like the roster. I love, I love click Capella down there because dude is just bored, man. Like, yeah. Very traditional. He, he, plays his role well um but i don't know i i feel like they over the course of the regular season give up games that they shouldn't be losing you know that's fair yeah come out maybe they lose to like the knicks maybe the who knows the rockets steal one off of them hopefully not like it's pretty embarrassing but um i don't know i just i feel like they're a team that you know, you're in the locker room pregame and your coach is like, all right, guys, it's the Hawks. We can pluck one off. Like I'm saying like lower tier teams, lower ranked teams. Yeah. All right. We can pluck one off these guys, you know, come out, get them good, shut down Trey. And then it's like, all right. Oh, no, Trey Young isn't pulling from half court and making them. What are we going to do? How do we adjust? And, you know, maybe that changes with Murray there. But I just think they're a team that gets beaten on games that teams that I have ranked higher wouldn't get beaten on. Um, and I think consistency, which I would say consistency is a big thing for all these, you know, next couple of teams, you know, eight through 10. Um, 
I think if they if they were to be able to get that down, it would maybe improve them. But just teams that'll come out and win some nights and then lose quite a few more nights and then you know come in hit a streak and then all of a sudden they're dead again. So yeah, that's why no, I that makes sense. Um, um, at nine, I'm like barely really going to say anything about them because we already kind of touched upon them a lot. But I have the Raptors at nine. Uh, honestly, don't even think I'm really going to say anything about them. There's a team that I could see maybe making it up to like six, seven. Uh, above that, I don't think they really can. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. But who did you guys have at nine? Um, I have the Hornets at nine. Uh, okay. you know, obviously, they had 27 days, 27 nights. Miles Bridges, he's gone um, for the foreseeable future. We don't know what's going to happen to him. Um, probably a while in prison, but, you know. Uh, I think Lamelo. Yeah, I think I think Lamelo will go crazy. Um, I think he's just gonna go. I think he's gonna be a thirty-five to forty-point score a night. Honestly, if if he really doesn't have those guys around him anymore, um, I think he's just gonna go insane. Uh, That's fair. You know, because he's gonna he's gonna want to shoot the ball. They're probably gonna tell him to shoot the ball as much as he wants. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, I have them in my nine for sure. Um, honestly, not that much to say about them. Just there's one of those teams that uh, are, you know, maybe if they had one more guy, they could be better. But maybe if they have a better coach, they could be better. But, you know, who knows? So, yeah. Um, similarly, I got Hornets at nine. Um, I think they're a fun team to watch. Uh, missing a few pieces here and there. Young team. Not much else to say. I think they're exciting to watch, um, but I just feel like they they just don't really stack up against a lot of other teams. And real quickly, I'll just rip my number 10. Um, my number 10, the Pistons, I'm super excited to watch them play. I think that having them at 10 is good, considering where they've been the last God knows how many years. Um Good young talent, and I think they're just going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, so. no, I agree. Real quick, I don't have the Hornets in my ranking, and as easy as it would be for me to be like, oh, yeah, young team, I could see them making it in there. Uh, I guess I'll stir the pot and just give my reasons why I didn't put them in. They do have LaMelo Ball, great young player, um, but they lost, um, you know, Miles Bridges for nothing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, they didn't really make any moves. Yes, they drafted Mark Williams, which I think is good because they're running like what Plumley at their five or something like that. Or Zeller, they don't underestimate Plumley. Yeah, so Who I the think fuck? they have they have Rozier, um, so like some notable names, but I just don't think that they make that home. Um, they've been a team that was like that, like they were like what nine, ten seed last year, I think. And I think ten seed, and they only gotten worse. They haven't really made many moves, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's just why I didn't put them in there. And then just agreeing with Stin at 10, I have the Pistons kind of taking a shot there, but I just really want to see that team win. I think they would be very fun to watch. So I hope they do well. I'll honestly probably be cheering for them throughout the year. I think Cunningham is going to make a big jump. I have very high on Ivy and Duran and all that stuff. So yeah, I got the Pistons at 10 as well. So same here. I mean, like, yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing as you guys. So young team high on them so it'll be fun to watch for sure move on to uh the west yeah moving on top 10 for the west West. all right so for my number one for the west and i think we all have the same number one hot take here uh the warriors 
I just think that they didn't really get worse. You might see some regression with some of their guys just getting older. I mean, they still got Curry, who's just top tier. And then you forget they have their young guys too, like Kaminga. They'll have Wiseman back most likely. Uh, Moody is a good young player for them. You could see some more uh, improvements with Jordan Poole. So I think it's really their seeding to lose at number one. And I think uh, I'd be surprised if really anyone else had that. So we all agree there, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's the Warriors, dude. Like they yeah. rebuilt for not even rebuilt. Took two years off and then came back and we're like, all right, we're back, right on top. Yeah. Nothing changed. It's kind of annoying to be honest, but you know. Yeah. And I didn't even mention Kerr. Like they got Kerr still running things. So, I mean, yeah, I think they're number one. Uh, I'll just jump into number two then, if we don't really have much to say. Uh, yeah. At number two, I have the Grizzlies. They were number two this year, uh, this past year. And I think Morant is going to play similarly to how he did. Uh, Desmond Bain played really well. Jaron Jackson. Uh, they got a couple of young guys. I think um, I think they're just going to be consistent. I think they're just going to be one of those teams that kind of like the Heat for the East, they play hard every night. So it's like they don't drop games to bad teams, right? Like I think Stin mentioned with like a, one of the teams in the East, I think it was the Hawks. Like they – drop teams to or drop games to bad teams. I feel like that's something the Grizzlies don't do. I feel like they they definitely win. Um so yeah, I have them at two. I think they're gonna still be a top team. So I'm excited to see how they play together. Yeah, no, I think the Grizzlies are gonna be a good team, uh for sure. Um but I, I have the Clippers at my two. Um you know the Clippers were a nine seed last year, obviously. Um they didn't have Paul George or Kawhi the majority of the season. So you know, they basically weren't the Clippers. Uh, I just feel like, you know, obviously <clears throat> the addition of John Wall isn't necessarily a crazy addition for them, but, you know, he did average 20, I think it was like 27 or 21 and seven or something like that was on the Rockets. So it's not yeah. a terrible stat line, um, you know, and I just, I think that with, with Kawhi coming back, you know, we saw that clip of Kawhi, he looks different. He looks buff right now, so. I just um, saw that too, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like he like he like I think he's coming back on a mission. Um I also think Paul George realizes that now is now or never uh for him to get a ring. So uh you know, I, I think the Clippers are gonna go come different this year and uh, take that two seat for sure. So yeah, yeah. Definitely gonna come different. <laughs> oh, wow. Yo um, <laughs> um so for my number two, this might be kind of hot, but I will I'll ride it. Um, I have the Nuggets. I love the Nuggets. I love Jokic with Jamal. I I just I don't know. I just I really hope they do well. Um, Jokic is Jokic is gonna be that guy. Like he makes that team so much better. Um, I think they're mostly vetted right now, right? With Murray. Jokic, Gordon's still there, right? Gordon, they got Porter hopefully coming back. Porter, like they're they're pretty they're vetted enough that they've got the experience. Most of those guys playoff experience. Um, but they're also young enough that they're they're not like in their 30s yet. It's mostly guys that are 20, what, 26 to maybe like 29, maybe 30. So I, I love them coming out of the West. Um, I think they're a team that's gonna be super super solid like you know teams are going to play him and be like damn all right we got the nuggets tonight like this is going to be a like really elite team and actually i think the nuggets could come out of the west 
for the playoffs this year. Yeah. So I would love yeah. to see that. I'm really excited about the Nuggets as well. So I would rather that than the Warriors again. But you know, yeah. I mean, I kind of slept on my, on them uh, on my rankings to be honest. I feel like they're an extremely likable team. Yeah. There's not a lot of guys there that I feel like people don't like. They have the most likable guy in basketball, in my opinion, Jokic. So. I mean, and we saw how Jamal was rocking in the bubble. So, I mean. Sure, yeah. Come back different. And hopefully yeah. Porter plays really well, too. I mean, they, they have a ton of size. Just, I think they're great. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love the Nuggets, too, and I'll be talking about them soon as well, and I'll be talking about the Clippers soon. But at three, I have the Suns, and I know after that game seven fall apart uh, against the Mavericks, people are going to be very low on the Suns. But, um, you know, you think they're losing Aiden. They keep him. Uh, Chris Paul might digress a little bit, but I still think he's going to be a good leader. Devin Booker is obviously great. They have a lot of good role players, so. I just think they're a team that wins, man. And I, I you know, am I saying they're going to make a run? No, I think they're going to fall apart again in the playoffs. That's just kind of what Chris Paul does. No offense. But I do think they're a team that just during the regular season, they're going to win. So I have them at the three seed. Yeah. But I mean, I agree with that so much. I think they're such a regular season team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to go off regular season teams, my three seed is Dallas. Love um, that. Love I think that, you know, yeah, the shipping like Kristaps is really good for them. Um, you know, that just opens up a lot of things. You know, don't sleep on Dorian Finney Smith. He's a good, he's a good player. Uh, you know, adding Christian Wood as well. They're just adding more scoring around to probably debatably the best scorer in the league, I would say. Yeah. You could debate Luca being the best scorer in the league right now. Um he's looking you know, fit I, too. He's yeah, looking really I mean, fit. He's looking fit. Um, you know, I, I we we're blessed, or the league is blessed that he's not athletic. You know, he doesn't have like a forty inch vert because he'd be going crazy. Um, you know, it's just it's. I think that the Mavericks are one of those teams that is our regular season team. Um, Luca will always put up that triple double, um, especially this year. I feel like so. You know, I mean, Luca is on my MVP watch for sure as well. Hundred um, percent. You know, uh, the Mavericks are poised to be a good team this year, so they're th- they're my solid three seed for sure. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'll hop right into my four seed. Um, I have I have the Grizzlies. Wait, didn't, oh, was, did, did wait, did Stin say his third? I didn't, but th, I'd love to hear your four. Oh, oh, oh! Did I? My, my, I mean, I have the Grizzlies at four. I wasn't going to talk very much about them because I don't really, I'm not really high on them. I just know that they're gonna they're another regular season team that will win. Um, you know, I'm I'm high on John Moran. I think he's a good player. Um, I just think the team around him overall won't get them over the hump in the playoffs. So, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought up the Grizzlies because they are my three seed. Um, I think they're extremely consistent. I think that John Morant, 100% on my MVP watch list, um, avoids injuries. Guy is gunning to be the best point guard in the league. It. If he's like Curry's getting old next two years, John Morant fades injuries, he's going to be that guy in the league. And for him to be the face of the league, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, Really sound team. I mean, they get it done without him as well. Actually, I think the record was better without him playing. That's not to say but it just shows that you can lose your number one guy and still get it done. And Jackson is an absolute bucket for them. 
So yeah. I do like Jaron Jackson, and he gets like five blocks a game. So he's in some crazy shots against the Warriors. Like he was in some crazy threes against them. Super athletic team. Um, it feels like they have the fire under them. They're pretty young. Um, another exciting team to watch. Like I just I really like him at three. Um, and uh, I know we had said it earlier, but I think their coach name is escaping my mind cam you might Jenkins. know it. Jenkins Jenkins I think I think where depending on where the Grizzlies finish I think he has merit for being coach of the year a great so coach. I, just, I just think they're a really solid team obviously I don't think they're better than the Warriors um I think them and the Nuggets are a clear cut like second tier in the West because obviously it's Warriors and then they're in that second tier and you know, depending on how the Clippers play and the Lakers too, I really think that Nuggets and Grizzlies are, in my opinion, a cut above the rest, and that's why I have them at three. Um, and I will hop right on to my number four before I give it to Cam. I have the Suns. Um, similar reasons to Cam. Uh, Chris Paul's old. Yeah. Uh, CP Bookers, no rings. Yeah. Booker's really talented, but I feel like he's kind of already hit his cap where some of these other teams uh, in the next couple of years, these guys are still going to be pushing their limits. Um, I think they just are phenomenal at getting it done in the regular season because in a one-game matchup, they're great. But, you know, again, fall apart in the playoffs. It's kind of sad to see, but, I mean, they just – they're a scoring team, definitely. Um, And I think in the regular season, that just – that helps them so much. So I think they're at four. I'm I'm really happy with them there. And you know who knows? Maybe you know maybe Chris Paul is like, all right, I'm done. Like I did my run, and they end up just tanking. You know, and then they're like, all right, time to rebuild. So there could be some variance there, but where it stands now, I think at the four seed, them I see. And did the did the Suns re-sign Aiden? Because I was they did. Okay, because I remember seeing the rumors about Aiden potentially going to the Pistons. So yeah. So no, I think it was was the Pacers. It was the Pistons with Cade Cunningham because it was like okay, something about well, them together. I know a team offered him, and then the way that it works is the Suns were able to like they had like 48 hours to match it. And if they matched it, they would they signed him and they would have him. And that's exactly what they did. They didn't even, I think they wasted like an hour or two hours, and then they they matched it. So it was like a quick kind of like yeah. he's gone, but now he's back. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think Stin nailed it with the with the Suns explanation. So I'll talk about my four real quick. Uh, I have the Clippers at number four, and this is a team where I think I would not be surprised at all if they made it out of the West. I would not be surprised if they're a Finals team. Uh, Tori mentioned Kawhi looked like he got a software update. He's a little bit bigger now, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> obviously they have George. <laughs> obviously they have George. They got George. Uh, you know they just signed Wall. The only reason I'm not putting them higher is because. Basically, all those players are injury prone, so who knows what happens. Um, and even if Kawhi doesn't sustain an injury, he's still going to rest probably 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 games. Um, and then with Wall, he did he is decent. He kind of stat padded on the Rockets. Like, he did average decent stats, but, I mean, come on, it was the Rockets. And so it's been a while since we've seen him be very impactful and very good. Um, I still think he has something left in the tank. And I think they have a very good team. Um, so I think they're a sleeper to win the West. But 
because of all those factors with injuries and stuff like that, uh, I think four is like the highest I can put them. But I know they're – I feel as though they're a top-tier team in the West, though. So, Kawhi does need an iOS update every couple of weeks. So, you know, that so, might be rough uh, for him. <laughs> I'll roll off my five. So, um, I got the Mavs. Okay. I um, I like them a lot. I think cr- the Christian Wood edition – is wildly underrated, and I think that's flying under the radar. Um, the guy is unbelievably consistent. He's a Capella-esque player, but he gives you more mid-range, a little bit of three-ball shooting. Um, he He's able to stretch the floor while also still playing a very traditional big man role. Um, yeah. And I think the supporting cast that Luca has, um, very – mindful of his play style you know like mm-hmm. they they know that he's that guy he's the guy that's going to carry him um you know get him the ball but at the same time when he dimes you and puts you in the perfect spot like they're people that are going to be able to finish that they're going to be able to hit their shots they're going to be yeah. able to play solid defense um yeah. so I, I really like him this year and i would just also like to say i think Besides the top four teams in the East, the top six or seven teams in the West are better than most of the East. Like, yeah, I agree with that. They're being ranked yeah. like the Mavs at five in the West, the Suns at four. Um, you know, you guys have the Clippers a little bit higher. These are all teams that are stomping most of the teams in the West. Like yeah. Raptors are getting clapped. I think, again, Nets kind of depending, clapped. Bulls getting slapped by a lot of these teams. Um, so I just want to put that out there because, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's hard to say this is the Mavs are five in the West, but if they're in the East, dude, they're, they're better than the heat. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So real quick, cause Stin talked about the Mavericks, uh, quick spoiler alert. I have the Mavericks at six. So I'm li- jumping a little bit ahead here, but just off of what Austin was saying, I kind of wanted to like talk about it as well, real quick. Um, so I have Mavs at six, like I said, and we talk about Luca one of the best players in the league, uh, MVP candidate next year. And what do you have to do when you have a guy like Luca, who is one of the best ISO players in the league? You put shooters around them. They have Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back. They have Reggie Bullock. They have uh, Finney Smith, who's a very good shooter. Christian Wood can stretch the floor. They have, I don't know if they still have Davis Bertans. They have Maxi Kleber as well. Like They have a team of a bunch of shooters, and I feel like that's exactly what – uh, Luca needs what Luca wants. Um, and I think I like Brunson, but I think them getting rid of Brunson is not as big of a, a let go as people might think it is. Um, cause I think it opens doors for other people. And I think his play style just didn't really fit Luca very well, to be honest. So I, I'm very high on the Mavs and six seed in the West is like, it's still very impressive. Like, cause the West is just so deep. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I went ahead there, but Tori, you can give us your five. Um, my five is uh, Denver. Um, I don't really have a, a lot, a lot to say because Stin kind of gave his good spiel about them. Um, but you know, I'm high on Jokic. Uh, he's, I want to say that he three peated, right? I'm not wrong in saying that. Yeah, only two, two but two two peated though. He could three peat, but you know, he. I mean, he was the last guy to three peat. Another white dude. It's, yeah, I mean, it's also it's also funny that I feel like he's the the. You know, he, he's won back-to-back MVPs, and I still don't think he gets the credit he deserves in terms of being 
like a top dog sometimes. Um, Dude, just just quickly, I just want to. I saw a video. It was a guy that said he doesn't think Jokic can be the number one option on a championship team. And I was yeah, watching that video, and I was like, I, "Is he just trying to be like the next Stephen A. and have like a stupidly hot take for no reason?" Because like, but like, I just wanted to say that because Tori was saying how Jokic kind of gets disrespected a little bit. So yeah, that's just like kind I, of an example. I, you know, I can you know I I just you know with Denver getting the guys back. Um, you know, MPJ and Jamal Murray. Hopefully, I mean, maybe we'll see a bubble Murray, but highly unlikely. But, you know, I think that Denver is just improving. And, um, you know, I think that Jokic is getting into, you know, he's getting into his prime. He's been in his prime, but he's still going. Um, I just yeah. think that the Nuggets will perform well this year. So, Cam, Cam, what do you got at your five? Yeah, so at five, I also have the Nuggets. And, again, Stin has them at two, which I – would not be surprised if that happens. The only reason I have them at five is, yes, they do have some guys coming back, but they're coming back from some pretty serious injuries, so you don't know if they're going to be the same player, at least in the beginning of the season, which is why I am very high on them making a playoff push. Uh, but as far as performing well in the regular season, like I think it might take maybe Murray some time to get back to his normal self. MPG or MPJ, I mean, it might take him some time to get back to himself. Um, like He has a back injury, which – it can get aggravated so easily. So he might miss some time yeah. again. Um, and then like with an ACL, I am happy that the Denver Nuggets did not rush Jamal Murray back. Cause I think they mentioned that he might be back for the playoffs. That was like a rumor that was going around, which would kind of like, yeah. And that would kind of be like around the one year mark of when he tore his ACL. And all, all the doctors say like athletes come back so quick from ACL injuries, but like you really need two years to come back from an injury like that. So he's going to get a little over a year and a half. Um, to rehab that so hopefully he comes back strong he comes back healthy um, but it's just kind of like a question mark with uh, you know if those guys are going to perform so I have Nuggets at five but really like them this year as well and I already gave my six because I gave you six. got excited and went ahead I'll rattle my six off uh, real quick I mean I, I have the Suns um, you know okay. we talked about them already uh, my you know my CP no rings um, I don't really think they're going to perform that well this year um, Devin Booker, you know, he's obviously a, a good scorer, but I just don't think that they already won as far as I think they'll get. Um, so you know, that's just that's my spiel about them. I'm I'm not a big Suns yeah. fan. So yeah. and one one thing real quick too is like we mentioned how we might see Chris Paul take kind of like a regression and a step back, and I feel like Chris Paul is basically what makes DeAndre Ayton good. So if Chris Paul is struggling, DeAndre Ayton's struggling. So I yeah, think that's exactly. kind of like a double hit for like that's why they blew it against the Mavs because Chris Paul played bad, so DeAndre Ayton played bad. So uh, I think that's kind of important to bring up. Yeah. So, but that being said, if Chris Paul comes out and plays amazing, don't think it's going to happen. But if it does, they could yeah. once again be a top seed. So if he's going on, if he's doing really well and doing what he what he does is like, you know when he's on when he's when he was a good or well, I don't know. I I, I I'm not confident enough to say that he's still a a top tier playmaker like he was before, but you know. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll throw my six. Um, so my six is the Clippers, which, yeah, I mean, they're loaded on paper. Um, but I would like to say, I feel like there's a lot of fluidity in the West, right? Like a lot of these teams, obviously it's super early, not a single game has been played. Um, there's going to be a lot of movement. Um, but, uh, I think the Clippers, I know Cam said it 
PG is going to get his rest. Kawhi is going to get his rest. Um, I think they're a team that's the opposite of the Suns, where their regular season record is not going to show or reflect what they're going to do in the playoffs. Because, uh, Cam, I think you said it too, they could come out of the West. I mean, they're loaded. And if those guys are, like, if they're just playing at the top of their game, um, as soon as playoffs come around, they're extremely tough to be in a seven-game series. Um, but in the regular season, I just really don't see them, you know, having that switch, like kicking on the killer mentality. It's like, oh, we're down, you know, we're down 11. It's the fourth. It's like, oh, let's play hard for five, six minutes. It's like, oh, we're down 10. We're down 12. It's like, eh, all right, whatever. We lost. Like, they're just, yeah. they're matching us. It's it's whatever game's over, blah, blah, blah. Versus, you know, I think they they completely switched that in the playoffs. but. Like I said, this is regular season. This is where they fall in the standings. I don't know. Especially because yeah. Kawhi coming back off literally not playing. There's a lot of, you know, how much is he acclimated? You know, is he fully ready? Um, not to say I don't think they're going to be a really solid team, but I just don't see him. Um, I just don't see him being super high. And then I guess that kind of flows into my seven, which I have the Lakers at seven. Um, Westbrook needs to go. Westbrook. Um, AD coming back, injury prone, hopefully doesn't miss more games. LeBron's on year 20. LeBron's going to dominate, I'm telling you right now, because he 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 only needs to average like 18 points, or maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's like 21 points or something a game to beat Kareem's scoring record. He's going for Which it. Which he'll do. I don't think he's averaged less than 21 in his no. career. So He's absolutely going for it, and it doesn't matter what he says in press conferences. He's gunning for that record. And he will break it. And good for him. I'm going to be pissed. Good for him. He's going to break that record, assuming he doesn't get injured. So I think LeBron is playing the stat pad this year. Um, I think Westbrook sucks. Uh, AD, injury prone. Uh, a massive what-if team, right? Like, if these guys all start playing like they did back when they were 29, even 30, like, they're just going to crush every single team. Um, but without that, Eh, kind of lower middle of the pack for me. Um, I'm really excited to see Austin Reeves, though. I, I do like me some Austin Reeves. I, I, I do like me some actually Austin really fun to watch. Um, and obviously, like token white guy on the team, like the new Alex Caruso. Come on now, he's got yeah, LeBron as a mentor. No, I think you like, bring. I think you bring up a great point with Alex Reeves. Um, I similarly, well, I have the Lakers a little bit lower. So I'll just hop into my seven, though. I have the Wolves at number seven. Um, I don't even remember what seating they were this year. All I remember was that they won the playing game, and you could have sworn that they just won the 2022 NBA championship the way that they're celebrating. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think they're a good team. I love Anthony Edwards. He's one of my favorite players. The only thing is I don't really like Cat. Not that I don't like him. I just am not very high on Cat. And even more so, I don't like Rudy Gobert. And I think come playoffs, Rudy Gobert, they're going to be like, shit, why did we make that trade? Like, I think they have potential to be a good regular season team. They did get rid of Pat Bev, which is huge. And um, yeah. I don't know. I just – Huge is a, I huge think, is a positive or a negative? Well, I think – I a positive. I like Pat Bev. And I'm not even – yeah, I'm not even trying to like – 
be funny here. Like, I honestly think Pat Beverly does things for a team, not to the same extent, but similar to what Marcus Smart does. So, yeah, like who like, okay, Anthony Edwards has that dog in him. Who else does? Gobert doesn't. Towns, we know, doesn't, uh, according to Jimmy Butler. So I just don't think I think they're a skilled team. I just don't think they are good enough to, you know, be regarded as a as one of the contending teams in the West. But I mean, seven seed still not terrible. So yeah. I think I, I think they I get beat by a lot of teams that can shoot well because their their paint is massive. I mean, Cat mm-hmm. Gobert, like those are trees, like literal trees. You're not getting through that. So yeah. teams that are, I mean, look at the Bulls, mid range shooting team, get to the basket. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a problem. But yeah. I think teams that shoot threes, like I mean, Edwards it's isn't like very ninety percent of the league. Delo's no. not huge, and I mean, honestly, forgot not about a super good on ball defender. So I think they just get shot over. But I definitely agree with where they are. Yeah. Um, I have the Lakers. I have the Lakers at seven. Um, I don't really have a crazy amount to say about them as well. Um, you know, interesting, very interesting roster, extremely interesting roster. Uh, you know, AD could go off. Uh, and I do, I do agree with uh, Stin that LeBron is definitely going to go crazy this year. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge LeBron fan, but I just know he'll probably go crazy. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll jump into my. Uh, <clears throat> well, real quick, should I do my eight because I have the Lakers too, so we can just like oh, talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah. and then just just real quick, so we can stop talking about the Lakers because I'm sure we don't really want to. Um, <laughs> I have the Lakers at eight and. I mean, Anthony Davis, yes, he's a good player, but who knows if he's going to miss a couple months with, like, a paper cut or something. And then, like, LeBron's going to stab pad, but at this point in his career, can he really, like, I don't know if this is a hot take to say, but can he really help a team be a top seed at this age? Like, I think the average age of their roster is, like, 39. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but, like, they're all so old, and – I mean, they get rid of, like, I'm pretty sure they don't have Malik Monk. I liked Malik Monk. Thought he was, like, a bright – Yeah, like, he was a bright bright piece for them. Got rid of him. Um, they still have Carmelo Anthony, probably, who I don't even know what he's doing at this point. So, he should just I think they're going to be, you know, good enough to win some games. I haven't even mentioned Westbrook yet, which don't really need to. He might have a couple good games here and there. But he's most likely going to make them lose more than he helps them win. So, uh, yeah, Lakers at eight. Not much to say about that. Uh, I guess we can move on to TH. Are we going to talk about your number eight now? Yeah, I have the Timberwolves, and you know, I, I, you talked about. I, I also completely agree with you uh, with them and the, they the teams that are on the, that are three point teams, which are just about, or every team in the league have, has the ability to kill you from the outside. Now, I believe. Um, so you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't say every team, but most teams have the ability to go from the outside. So I just think just purely up based off that fact, they won't win games. Um, and also, you know, I think Rudy Gobert is like the worst defensive player of the year ever in history. Um, <laughs> Damn. Like, I love like, that. How do you get dunked? Like you get dunked on so much as a defensive player of the year. Like that's just, that's like if you made Bull Bull back in the day, the defensive player of the year every year. Like, I don't think he ever won defensive player of the year. And he's had like eight, like almost 10 blocks in one game. Like, yeah. exactly. Like, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I have, I've never been high on Rudy Gobert at all. So, yeah, that's my, yeah, that's my eight seed. Yeah. I mean, 
I got T-Wolves at eight. Um, I think that the addition of Gobert is harmful and helpful. Um, I said it earlier. I think that teams that are more get to the basket, take mid-range shots, which there aren't a lot of, um, uh, they're going to disrupt super heavily. And I think, or I don't think they just match up well against them. I mean, it's hard to score on two dudes that are what is cat seven feet? Is he? Is he a seven? He's about close. He's damn close. And I mean, Go Bears a paint defender. Like, I mean, that's what he is. He doesn't give you anything else, which whatever. But, um, I mean, they're D'Lo. I just, I think they're a little bit subpar, like just barely breaking off into the playoffs. I mean, we talked a bunch about them. Um, but, I mean, I think Ant is really the, the deciding factor of that team. Yeah. Unless they it's very true. Um, Ant, Ant is going to be the make or break for them because it's clear that Cat isn't that guy. So, yeah, uh, I'd love to see some good things out of him, but I'm not super, super high, um, which also kind of rolls into my nine here. I've got the Pelicans at nine. Same. Uh, Same. No, so, yeah. Oh, wow. We all the Pelicans at nine. But, um, I mean, I hope Zion comes in the league and just starts monstering people. Like, just big body. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be so fun to watch. I mean, from what we've seen, he's he's shooting the ball well, and yeah. he has no problem absolutely destroying dudes in the paint. I mean, in a lot better shape too. Out muscling everyone. Yeah. I mean, all the clips you see where he's dunking at parks, he just walks up three sixty windmill. Yeah. You're like doing it in the street clothes, like dude. How? Like, I I almost wanted to put him higher. I love Ingram. Same. I, I love Zion. Um, actually, I think Ingram comes out and is a top five small forward of the league this year. Dude is an absolute bucket getter. Um, they have a really good team. I completely agree. Yeah. And I think if they were in the East, they're a bit higher, maybe six, maybe even five, you know, but they're in the West. West is loaded. Um, definitely injury prone type stuff, but I, I'm I'm excited to see him play. Like, yeah, still young, really good talent. Um, and I think they could make a playoff run. Not saying they're have a chance of coming out of the West, but I think they're a team that in the seven game series could make a playoff run, depending mm-hmm. on how they mesh and depending on you know who they match where up with. Guys are at the end of the year, sure. so I think they're yeah. an end of the year team. I think they they suck really, really badly at the beginning. They work out the kinks, and then maybe a little bit before the All-Star break, they start kind of picking it up, and after the All-Star break, they're like, all right, we got this. This, These are our guys. We're firing on all cylinders. It's We're making it happen. So I hope everyone stays healthy the entire year. That's, all. That's sort of the only thing I wanted to chime in about in Pelicans is that I hope they stay healthy. Yeah. No, I, I same thing. I mean, I have Pelicans at nine as well, and – you know, it's going to be up to Zion. We saw Brandon Ingram had a pretty decent carry job in the playoffs, had a bunch of really good games. Uh, you forget they have, like, McCollum, great scorer. Um, so, you know, I think they're a good team. Like Stin said, I wanted, like, my heart wanted to put them higher, but I just couldn't um, with all the talent that's in the West. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, I think we all kind of kind of hit our points with the Pelicans. Hope they play well. Um, but yeah, we all have them at nine. So I'll quickly do my last seeded team. It's going to be the Trailblazers. Um, with the Trailblazers, 
I mean, they're going to have Lillard, who has shown that he's like a top point guard. Yeah, he's getting older, but I still think he's got a little bit left in him. Um, and he's going to be motivated to at least make the playoffs. And, you know, they still got Nurkic. One guy that I talked about last podcast about most improved player was Anthony Simons. I like him a lot. I think he can be a great piece for them. Uh, they just signed Jeremy Grant as well, or traded or signed. I don't really remember. But, I mean, they're, they have a decent roster. doesn't jump off the page other than Lillard. But I think they're going to be good enough to at least be a 10 seed. Like, when I was looking at who I wanted to rank, the last five teams, not going to name off the top of my head because I don't know, but I remember I looked at all five teams that were left and was like, yeah, I think the Blazers are better than them. So that's why I got 10. Uh, what um, you got I, got, I got Houston at 10 for me. Um, just shoot. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously they were atrocious last year, um, but, you know, I think losing John Wall uh, is good for them. Um, I think that just opens more doors. Uh, the addition of Jabari Smith and Tariq and also just two good, really young guys. I won't, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that that's like, you know, going to put them ahead of the pack. Um, but I just feel like Jalen green is going to have a great season. Um, overall, they just have a lot of really young guys that can run. And I feel like out of those bottom seed teams for me, I just, you know, I feel like, I feel like they could beat the blazers. Um, you know, uh, you know, obviously Damon was crazy, but, uh, I don't know. I just feel like I, I feel like the Rockets could could sneak in there, uh, win the play-in tournament, sneak in there at a ten seed. So, okay, yeah. Um, so I've got the Jazz at ten. I mean, not much to talk about there. Uh, Gobert's gone. Uh, I feel really bad for Donovan Mitchell. I do. Um, I feel like his his early years have been kind of wasted. He's a really talented player. Um, it seems like everyone that plays against him is in pretty con- good consensus that he's super talented. Um, he's not a team carrier. Uh, he needs some serious other pieces with him. Um, but who knows? Maybe that changes. You know, maybe Gobert leaves and he's like, all right, cool. Now I'm just that guy or tries to get shipped off to another team where he's again, that guy. And he's got some other pieces around him, but I just, I don't know. I think that 10 seed in the West is going to be, even even nine really up for up for grabs. Like I think a lot of teams go out there and get it done. But yeah, I think real quick about uh, TH's point. I think uh, the Rockets are a lot like the Pistons in the East that we kind of already talked about. Super mm-hmm. young team, whole lot of potential. It's just a matter of like if they can bring it together and string together some wins. Um, but we're gonna I mean, keep your head straight too. Similar, yeah, similar to the Pistons. I'll probably be cheering for them just because they'll be fun to watch, but. I hope we see them uh, make a push to be in the play-in, but we'll see. I know a lot of teams are probably going to want to tank for that like seven, eight French dude that's shooting threes. Victor, oh, when you I love him. I love him. Yeah, so crazy, I mean, dude. who knows if like you know some of these teams just if try the to tank. If the Thunder get so. him, it's over. Yeah, just over. So yeah. uh, you know, just to just to wrap some stuff up here. Um, so throughout this whole thing, I was uh, just recording of where we had each team. Um, and I assigned point values. So like if you were the one seed, you got 10 points. You know, if you were the 10 seed, you got one point. Um, and just real quick, I was, if you guys are cool with it, I'll go over where we, where we kind of fell with each team in the rankings. Just kind of like an average of where we're all like, okay, yeah, this is fine. Um, for the East Boston was the one seed with 28 points. 
uh, Bucks at two seed with 26, Heat three seed with 25, and Sixers four seed with 23, um, which is kind of what we said, you know, those top four teams. And then it drops pretty heavily. Uh, Bulls we had at the five with 15, Hawks six with 13, Nets uh, seven with 10, and Raptors also with 10. Um, and I only did the top eight because the other teams, you know, the bottom three is really just, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Which I mean, That's I, I can kind of get behind that list. I mean, it makes pretty good sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we talked about huge drop off after four, uh, I'm interested to hear what you're about to say about the West, because I think it's going to be a lot closer to that. I don't think we're going to see it that big of a drop off. So. so the, the yeah. top six teams in the West were pretty tight. So warriors, obviously 30, um, they're the favorites. Uh, Grizzlies 24 at two Denver and Clippers tied for 21 at three and four uh, Suns right behind them with 20 Mavs with 20 uh, Mavs with 19. So, I mean, there's, there's six teams deep in the West that just really look legit. Yep. Um, and then Lakers were the next with 11. And then, wow. Wow. Huge, huge drop off in the West. But at the same time, we're we're giving them a much higher quality rating than a lot of you know the lower teams in the East. So yeah, just, yeah. Maybe something we look back at later on into the season, and we're like, dang, we gave them a lot of credit, and they suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, during the season, we'll have to definitely have to pull up these rankings and see how we did. Yeah, no, that was really fun. I had a great time yeah. making those teams. Yeah, so. it was a good time for awesome. sure. Definitely. Uh, so before we end off the podcast, we just wanted to uh, say a, a couple words about your dad's 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 favorite NBA player. Um, sad news from earlier in the week, Bill Russell passes away at age 88. Obviously being the basketball, but also Celtics podcast that we are, we felt like it would be, um, you know, only right to talk about his legacy and how great he was. Without Bill Russell, there's no Kareem. There's no... Elijah Wan, he really paved the way for those bigs. And um, at the end of the day, if somebody accomplished like one tenth of what he did in his life, they would be very, very accomplished. So, um, yeah, Bill Russell had an amazing life. Obviously, a Celtics legend. Yeah, I just love to bring up. I mean, um, being someone from a much, much older era, uh, I feel like with a lot of younger people, he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. Um, I know Tori had mentioned it when we were talking about our ranking players. He did a lot for um, diversity in the league. He was the first African-American coach of any major league sports team. Uh, He won two rings as a coach and he won nine rings as a player. Um, He made some unbelievable friendships, stayed with the Celtics his whole career. Um, I mean, it really just something sad to hear, but um, a great face to be remembered. He'll be looked back at uh, in Celtics history as a Larry Bird, a Tommy Heinsohn, like just a, a true legend um, who lived a phenomenal life. He was part of multiple big men's um, Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't know what they're called. Mentors, maybe when they pick a couple of guys that sit for their Hall of Fame. Uh, speech oh, yeah. and um, I believe Shaq had him on there. I mean, a true legend. Some of that, someone that will be remembered as uh, a building block of the NBA, um, and someone we really should celebrate, regardless of you know what team you like. Uh, 
great guy. Rest in peace. Yeah. You know, um, Bill Russell is definitely somebody that is, you know, I think a lot of people should look into him in terms of just doing their research and understanding what he actually did. Um, you know, just being, in my opinion, probably the greatest player coach of all time, um, just coming off the floor and then immediately being a coach. Um, just obviously, you know, he had that impact as being a guy that everyone could look towards. Um, and that was something at the time in a predominantly white uh, led league that was never, I mean, I obviously we were never a part of that era, but I would assume wasn't expected in the slightest, um, you know, and that in itself is a crazy feat. Um, one that has never happened in history or was the first time to ever happen in history um, other than, you know, baseball with Jackie Robinson. Um, yep. And that's just, you know, that's, that's insane. Uh, and it's sad that it's, you know, it happened so suddenly. Um, but, you know, I think that he would, I think he should always be uh, held as one of the greatest uh, for sure. Um, you know, greatest defender, greatest rebounder, whatever, you know, people will rag on him for his low average in scoring, but, you know, I think his impact was way bigger than just basketball, like we said before. So, you know, yeah, that's I mean, the piece of Russell. He's in, yep. in the rafters and in our hearts, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Tori mentioned, you know, the best rebounder, best defender. I mean, dude was the best winner of all time. He literally <laughs> had too many rings for his goddamn hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, and then Tori mentioned it too. Like, you know, you think about guys that paved the way and it's the Jackie Robinsons, it's the Bill Russells, it's the, you know, Muhammad Ali's of the world that are not only going to be remembered, uh, while they're still here, but remembered for years and years to come because of what they did, uh, you know, for their sports and for their people. And, uh, you know, obviously just an amazing player, amazing person. Sad to see him go, but uh, this is something that, you know, you celebrate his life because of how amazing it was. So rest in peace to Bill Russell. Uh, he'll be missed, but never forgotten. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, we're good to end the podcast here. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, had a yeah. great episode. and. Yeah. See you guys on the Peace. next one. Peace. Peace.